describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Previously on Grog Talk. All right, Dan, you're going to love this one. Yeah. What about lycanthropes in the astral plane? Now, I know you're saying, well, what about them? But the, <laughs> this was That a, sounds like a 50s movie, <laughs> lycanthropes in the astral plane. James, I don't know a lot about lycanthropes, and you know I know less about the astral plane. Right, right, so right, I don't I'm even not know gonna, why. And I'm concerned that you put this question just so that I have to explain the astral plane again. Please, which, of no. Course, there's no, be no God! That. So what is the question? Can a lycanthrope go into their where form if they're in the astral plane? That is correct, sir. The answer is, well, some, uh, once you have been a lycanthrope for a long enough time, you can, you've mastered the changing of it back and forth. So Here's the answer. Uh, so what is the answer? Lycanthropes will find it impossible wow. to assume animal shape in the astral plane. I like that answer. And it says here in the DMG, lycanthropes, after six years of experience, will be able to change, control their change at will. Are you ready for the next one? Yes, I'm ready for the next one. In the Sage Advice column, in issue number 71, it was stated that lycanthropes cannot change their shape. So this is the follow-up to this question? Oh, thank you. Later. Wow, you're a jerk. Is it a later issue? (laughs) That's good. It was stated that lycanthropes cannot change their shape on the astral plane because there's no natural darkness there. However, the DMG states... That after six years. Thank you. So I literally said that. We should be looking at the Fiend Folio or the Monster Manual 2 for our random encounter table. And in retrospect, I would have not included Monster Manual 2. This fall. Yeah. That, oh. Do you have a want one? Monster Manual 2. Well, maybe we'll get the Wear Shark. That'd be hilarious, yeah, wouldn't well, it? Then, then you know the dice don't lie. Nine. Shark, come on. You can't make. You this cannot up. make this up. Is, is it a wear shark? Right. We have to do yes or no. <laughs> Licking the fecal dice. I'm so nervous, James. This tastes like blueberry. Lick, lick the fecal dice. That was an album, wasn't That's, it? <laughs> no, I'm not licking. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and the other one says it is a quote unnatural right. disease. That's the name of a pseudo undead song. Unnatural disease. Your love is an unnatural disease. Yes. Your hair is perfect. Your love is an unnatural disease. It is. The country, the rare country, that one country. Your love is an unnatural disease. Welcome to the Grand Talk. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, welcome to Grog Talk. I'm James. I'm Dan. And we're from Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock, that's right. The, this, this is the week before 
our uh, American celebration of thanks. What do you have to be thankful for, James? Uh, um, you know, we survived a global pandemic so far. We had a great GrogCon. We're still alive. We're still alive. You know, statistics say every year it's less and less likely. We should. Uh, I think what I have nine years left. You have what? Six Seven months? days. <laughs> six months. <laughs> I think something like that. That's so, true. so we so there is a help wanted. I believe in the next flipping and turning. Auditions will be coming up. Correct. Send in your tape. Yeah, you have to send in your tapes. Right, because uh, you know I, we rolled for your how much time you're going to live, and you got like three. I got eleven. Your tapes must be on a VCR tape, though. Right, not beta. Not beta. No, no, we're past it. 1980. One in 1981. You still had it, but I had already settled on. I think I got my first Fisher VH. Is it Fisher? I think it was Fisher was a brand name. Fisher Price? No, there's Fisher Price. Fisher, I think, was was a stereo. Didn't they make stereos and stuff too? Was it Fisher? I'm pretty sure it was Fisher. Early late 70s, early 80s stereo company. They made a VCR VHS. And James, I want you to roll a die. 38 for me, because this is... Die 38. On page 221, Appendix K is describing magical substances. And if you wanted an adjective uh-huh. for the name of your inn, because we're from the something cockatrice. Yes. The, the AD&D turkey. The AD&D turkey. So, but, and there's some great adjectives here, which would be perfect for... Because, you know, it always has to be what, you know, the whatever. Right. Goblin, the drunken goblin. The drunken goblin. The, gnar- the gnarly goblin, yeah, absolutely. So, so how would you do a D38? Well, the easiest way, I would just roll uh, a D20 and a D6 or something, and then just if it was 1920 on a 5 or 6, that wouldn't count. I'd re-roll. Those or you could always do percentile again and again and again until you had 38 or lower. That would, yes. Anything that gives it an equal chance is fine. Correct. All right. Yeah, I'm going to do a D20 and a D6. So, it is uh, 37. Oh, and I said 38? Yes, you said there's 38. We are, we are live from the vinegary cockatrice. Vinegary cockatrice. Ooh. <laughs> That's the first one for the day. So, okay. there you go. If, you're, if you struggle with naming your ends and taverns. And where is that from? This is appendix... Well, um, this is a quest for you. Uh-huh. This is from the appendices... Mm-hmm. In the DMG, this is describing magical substances. Do you know what appendix letter that is? Uh, it's not C. It's not A. It's not B. It's not appendix N, since that's and it's not M. That's conjured. I'm gonna. It's not I and J because you told me those. So uh, G. Hey, I, you, I thought you were going there. God is going the other way. I should have went the other way. So we're at the vinegary cockatrice. <laughs> that doesn't sound. That doesn't sound. Too, the Waddles Gentlemen's Club. Ooh, I like that too. <laughs> so, um, so yes, we're we're. we're Wait, you're supposed to play that music. He said. Oh yes. Waddles Gentlemen's Club. Yes, I gotta go find my. Uh, I mean, you got my got my got my seventies porn music. Yeah, that's exactly right. So. Don't you dare say that word on this show. What porn music? Oh, no. exactly. 70s. 70s music. <laughs> I'm really excited that we're leaving 
uh, the 70s. Now, I know what you're saying. Wait, it's the end of 1981. Right, right, right. But let's face it. The eight, 1980 in particular, and even some of 81, had some 70s residue. Don't yeah. you think of the music? That's and, right. Yeah, okay. It so, definitely felt still yeah. more 70s than... The 70s didn't end, I think, until basically the end of 1981. Yeah, well, right around that time. The, the Commodore came out. You started, I mean, even though you had computers... Most people, it was like the Commodore, the Atari, they finally started getting computers and PCs. It was the more modern age than the 70s. You moved away from the Pong and this and that. So I agree. All right, now we're ready for the best of 1981. This book has paid for itself. <laughs> this book's terrible. <laughs> uh, these, these books kill me. In the next episode, we have to do our New Year's resolutions for GrogCon. Yes. For Grog Talk, And one of them will be getting a different book. Okay. No, November 1981. Mm-hmm. 40 years ago. 40 years ago. Monday, November 16th, mm-hmm. the highest ever audience of a U.S. daytime soap opera is achieved when 14 million households tune into what show to watch what event on said show. Okay, I know it's the wedding of Laura and Luke. You got it. What's more to be said? Well, I, 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 I don't, I don't know the show. Oh, you didn't say the show. That's why I've, it's a partial thing. Uh, Did you? I watched it. Did you watch it? No, of course not. But wait a second. We all watched it. It, it was on after you got home from school. That was perfect. Wasn't it like three o'clock? I think. And so everyone watched it. It was okay. It wasn't... I didn't watch it because I probably was doing something more important than watch that. Drawing a a dungeon on a graph paper. Right. Days of Our Lives? Was that Days... No. No. What was the name of that? General Hospital. General Hospital. Okay. Man. I I, I knew it was the Luke and Laura thing. That's pretty good. Okay. There is not much... Hold on. I think there's maybe... There's not much else. That was it for me. Really? What else? No, ready for this? This is weird. Okay. Monday, November 9th, slavery is abolished in Mauritania. Mauritania. UN. I don't even know what the place is. That's. It sounds. That sounds and ridiculous. Mauritania, I think, is in Asia, in Africa. Okay. Well, that's amazing that they still had. Yeah, it's a country in Africa. Mauritania. Abolished in 1981. That was pretty startling to me. Yeah. Oh, it's it's over there on the. Okay, well, that's See, pretty startling. Thanks to the Google. We can figure these things out. Well, that's startling until 1981. Let's, uh, so what do you think was the number one song, Thanksgiving, 1981? Adam Sandler's Thanksgiving. That's what came way later. No. You had a crush on her. You had a crush on her? You Ooh. did. You uh, did, James. We all did, didn't we? I think we did. A crush on her. On her. Pat Benatar? Uh... I did not have a crush on Pat Okay, well, I'm just no. trying to think of a singer from she the told, early 80s. She told John Travolta. Oh, well, oh Olivia Newton-John. Correct. So uh, what was the song? Physical. Let's Get Physical. Right. Yeah. I think, was it physical? It may have been just physical. Yeah, I don't remember. Let's Get Physical. Let me hear your body talk. Body let talk? me hear Well, I don't want to hear your body talk, because that's the flatulence, the gas that comes out. That's, <laughs> that's what it means now when we're 50. <laughs> Now, the number one movie at the box office in Thanksgiving, 1981. I have, I don't think I've ever seen this movie. Why do I say think? I've never seen this movie. Uh-huh. I'll give you the initials. It's, T- it's physical, by the way. Physical. I had to find that out, so. T-B. Not, not tuberculosis. Can you name the movie? 
TB. It was number one movie, Thanksgiving, 1981. I don't know. Anyone on? Anyone. TB. They got, we have a bunch of people out there today. And I also have the TV shows from 1981. Let me get to my... I took a picture of it, though, because I oh, didn't okay. want to print oh, Very good. TB. Uh, so, it's TB. Can you get... What kind of what kind of show, movie is it? Can you at least give me... Is it an action movie, a horror I th- movie? I think it was... I really don't... It's a kind of a fanti- fantasy-esque, but only sort of. Oh, that's I will now tell you what it is. Oh, f- Let's Get Physical is banned at my high school. What, did you go to Footloose High School or something? Wow. <laughs> What was that look? Craig's life was in Footloose. He basically lived the... But they let him play d and yeah, Summon demons? Not a problem. Right. Sex? Bad. Bad. <laughs> Time Bandits. Time Bandits. I think I may have saw that. You remember that? Here's, the, here's this Thanksgiving, 1981. 8 p.m. on ABC, Mork and Mindy. Oh, good show. 8.30, Best of the West. Never even heard of that. Nope. Nine o'clock, Barney Miller. Ah, good show. The ba- greatest baseline opening ever. Indeed. Another show with a great uh, intro, 9.30, Taxi. Taxi, that's also good. And 10 o'clock, we were asleep. It was 2020. And no, I stayed up for that. CBS was Magnum P.I. A great show. You stayed up for 2020 yeah, in 1980. Why are you watching 2020? I stayed up late. But why are you watching 2020? It was okay. interesting. Knott's Landing, I didn't 9 know, p.m. I Landing. At 9 p.m. on NBC, different strokes. And then, after that, give me a break. Oh, give me a break. All right, is that Nell Carter? Yes, I think so. Okay. Right. That was good. Very nice. Get exclusive content, a behind-the-screen look at the podcast, and a chance to play with Dan and James. Support Grog Talk by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com backslash grogtalk. Oh, we're doing How You Ever. Have you ever? Yes. We have two more to go. Two more to go. So we're almost there, folks. We're just hanging on a little longer. Well, this is uh, Have You Ever Played a Bard? And with, featuring the musical stylings of Northrunner. Yes. Is he playing? Of course. Right now. He's playing right I'm now. I'm talking over it. It's fine. You should talk over it. This is your opportunity to tell the people what we're doing. So this is from Kelly Villamere's magazine, First Encounter, from the early 80s. This is where you get to test your abilities to play a bard in portraying the Assassin's Guild. This particular installment was by John Frazier, who's garnered mixed reviews. Yeah. We bought, on many occasions, we thought it was pretty awesome. Yes. Other ones, of course, this whole heat metal right, heat controversy metal. you've not Contro- liked so well. Well, not heat metal, controlled temperature. Controlled temperature. And it does seem like it's taken a long time to find the Assassin's right. Guild. They're really hidden, the Assassin's Guild. Way more than I thought there was going to be. It would be funny if you never find it. <laughs> so I think the last one is the journey yeah. continues. You write your own adventure. Right. Drink yeah. more Oval Team. Right. Okay. And this, of course, as we know, as usual, is uh, brought to us by Larry's Good Things uh, on Lonsdale Ave in North I love Larry. I mean, I, I, he just seems like a good guy. He's probably a murderer, but... No. Larry is... He looks like a good guy. No, those are the clowns. Larry's good things. Oh, true. So 988-6511, tell him James and Dan sent you. Okay. Okay. If, I think last time you were trying to slaughter centaurs. Yes. Right? We were trying to slaughter or get away from them. Right. So, all right. Again, you trudge on. 
wishing your journey to be over. That makes more than one of us. <laughs> At least he understands his readers. He knows this guy. John Fraser knows his is readers. Is there two more left? At this one, one more? Is this that is correct? the penultimate. Penultimate. This I is love the it. penultimate. Ah, very good. So we'll finish by the end of the year. As long as we don't again cancel our Christmas episode and I get no. to use that t-shirt I've had for so many years. No, we, we're, we're, we're on. You may well be conditioned for travel, but this one trip is getting the best of you. Yeah, you got that right. Quite ac- Okay, peanut gallery. Quite accidentally, you spot a large clearing to your left. As you silently approach, keeping hidden, of course, the edge, you see two half-orc guards standing in front of a cave entrance. This is it! The Assassin's Guild House. Oh, hold on. This is it. That's suspense music. Go ahead. This is it. Make no mistake. But you still have to deal with the guards outside. So apparently, there's just like one last one in the Assassin's Guild. There's not like a lot of stuff happening in right. there. It's right. a one-room it's dungeon. A one- <laughs> So like a quite big room. That's it's a clubhouse. It. That's it. It's a clubhouse. Assassin's Guild clubhouse. So the Assassin's Guild turns out to be like two half works. Right. Sitting around. <laughs> Sitting around. Hey, I'm the guild master. I'm the guild master. I'm the guild master. <laughs> okay. You act fast, deciding to... Here's the good... Oh, no, there are ten. One. You've heard all these before, James. Cast Obscurement and run past the guards. Mm-hmm. That sounds like I'll be backstabbed. Charge them with your sword. Mm-hmm. Three, cast entangle and run past them. Mm-hmm. Four, of course, cast tree if they spot you trying to sneak in. <laughs> so I'm going to be a tree and sneak in. <laughs> Come and throw. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you. I don't think you can. Well, shh, we can't say anything. Okay. And continue if they turn away. Throw a dagger at one and attack the other uh, with sword. Let's start. One was what again? Obscure. Obscurement. And run past them. All right. Go Two. Ahead. Charge them with your sword. Okay. Three, cast Entangle and run past them. Okay. Four, cast Tree if they spot you trying to sneak in and continue if they turn away. So cast Tree if they spot you. So in other words, they spot you and then I turn into a tree. <laughs> Just a tree. Stop Stop reading these because people may pick four. Don't don't prejudice any of our, st- our people listening. Well, based upon some of the results, this can be the winner. Right. Why should they listen to us? Right. Do they, would they have any right, we're dead anyway. Five, throw a dagger at one and attack the other with a sword. Okay. Six is called lightning. I've not heard any thunder. Yeah. Are you really just, you're just giving all these up? Oh, at this point, shouldn't we be nice to these poor guys? Sure. If they made it this far, don't but they deserve some, there, a little there help? could be, one of these ten people listening could be new, or the people listening to the podcast, or whatever. They, this, may be, okay. this may be the first time they're hearing this, you're they right. get excited, you're and right. you're poo-pooing it. You're right, you're right, I was wrong, you're right. I need to treat this like this is, everyone is new. It's I'm evergreen. It's evergreen, right. Seven... Cast and tangle. Throw dagger at one and then attack other with sword. And we are outside. Oh, sorry. Eight, ask them to take you to the guildmaster. That's great. Yeah. I love that. Nine, charm them with your music and suggest that they hate each other and should fight. Okay. Ten, control temperature, ten foot radius, and attempt to freeze them. Okay. I think my dad. Yeah, you're dead. Okay, we're both dead. I died earlier. You, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with eight. Just ask what. Right. First, you should always ask. Right. Sometimes it's, we make this all really complicated. Right. S- take me to your leader. Why are you always right? Take me to the treasure. Yeah. Why are you always just attacking? No. Right. I'm going with uh, 
Take me to your. I'm going with eight. Take me to your guildmaster, James. What are you thinking about doing? Uh, I think I think I eight is the one I would have taken if I was on a suicide watch. But now that excuse I'm excuse me, rude. Uh, uh, a nine. I I I should pick nine. Um, see, for me, seven, Entangle, you're not, no one's supposed to, now there's, I'm sure there's discussions of this. Entangle, once it's an area of effect, you're not supposed to go into the Entangle area, because if you step in the Entangle oh. area, it's supposed to entangle it. And I know people say, well, he's the one to cast it. That's not how it works. If I cast Stinking Cloud and walk in Stinking Cloud. Oh, how long does Entangle last? It lasts for a while. Oh, so it's just everything's entangled? It's like a big sort of entangling Right, just everything blur. right there becomes entangled. Oh. Now, I am influenced by playing certain AD&D video games, which does that, but I'm sure someone would argue it's right there. So, it's duration. One turn, that's a long time. Right. That's a uh, ten minutes. Correct. By means of the spell, the druid is able to cause plants in the area of effect to entangle creatures within the area. The grasses, weeds, bushes, and even trees. I didn't know about that. Trees? Yeah, they all go crazy. Wrap, twist, and entwine... a about creatures, thus holding them fast for the duration of the spell. If any creature in the area of effect makes it saving of the effect of the spell... Okay, so what you're saying is then... Well, is it... So, in other words, like, if the tree can't get any space, everyone wants space. Like, hey, let me in, let me right. in. And if they're like... It's kind of like Duck, Duck, Goose, or whatever. Or no, music... No, not Duck, Duck, Goose. <laughs> Musical chairs. <laughs> what is right. Duck, Duck, Goose? What happens with that? The person runs around, duck, 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 and then they say goose, and then the other person has to chase them, and they... What's the difference between that musical chairs? Musical chairs, the music stops, and it's a similar thing. You, except okay. One, except one person's chasing the other one, everyone's, everyone's butts is trying to hit the one seat, so... Okay. So the, 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 oh, point point, that, the is, point Yes, the point of all that is some people are left out. The tree is left out, and what you're saying is if you walk in, the tree's like grabs you. I, everyone I, may not already have a partner. True. The and, weeds. Right. If you go in, anything that walks in the area effect gets entangled. That's what my understanding is. Unless, unless it's just like one little root. Uh, uh, well, the assumption is that there's enough to entangle people. Right. Oh, gotcha. Okay. All right. Like tall grass or vines or whatever. Mm-hmm. It gets that. So well, that's, the trees. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I'm not a big fan of that. But he's changed things. So. So basically, if we were all entangled. Though the two half orcs and us, we would just look at each other and right. they'd be like, "Nice job." Right. And we're just looking at each other. Yeah, whereas we want it to be where you shoot at them, do things to them while they're coming out to get you. So, right, because like I said cast and tang on what? Am I moving then? Oh, yeah, and run past them. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, that's my, that was my point. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, Jonathan, we are a 12th level bard, which have thief abilities, but pff, we, don't, we don't worry about that. That's true. There's been no use of thief abilities here. Right. It's all been druid spells. Right, exactly. And, and playing the loot. Playing the loot. Well, I'm going to go with Obscurement. I'm going to go, go with one. Well, there's always... Okay. I forgot to bring mine. So I'm going okay. with one. Okay. We got some nines. We got some... I mean, I could have... There's eight. So one, eight, and nine are the three. Okay. All right. One, eight, and nine. I see we have a lot of people on, online, obviously. Well, there's others, but they just... They've given up. They're dead. They don't care. Okay. All right. Oh, wait. There's an O? Where's O? I don't have. Oh, there is. We'll have to do two next week. Okay. We got to bring this to the end. Yeah, the end of the year, gotta, I can't take it anymore. End. Okay, number one. Who picked number one? Cast Obscurement. Run past me. Bar. Excellent. Yeah. You get a gold star. But I'm dead. Doesn't matter. They can't through the Obscurement mist, even with Infravision, no damage. Number two, which I don't think anyone did. Run nope. charge with sword. You would take twenty hit points of damage. Wow. Three. Here's a controversial one. 
you entangled one, take 12 hit points in common with the other. So maybe you only entangled one, maybe there's only enough roots for the one. Maybe. Okay. So fours cast tree. They, yes, okay, this is correct. They saw you. <laughs> no, really. So he was good on that one. Yes. John Frazier did a good job on that one. 20 hit points of damage. Five, throw dagger and attack with sword, take 18 hit points of damage. Six, we're getting good at this, James. Call lightning and fry them. No storm. 25 hit points of damage. Hey, nice. That we didn't do that. Seven was cast and tangle, throw dagger, then attack. Take eight hit points in combat. That's not too bad. Eight. Oh, this is me. Ask them to take you to the guild master. Why did you do that? Question mark. They slay you on sight. <laughs> <laughs> I died twice. I love it. Okay. Love it. Why did I do that? Dad's dead again. I'm being insulted 40 years later or whatever. <laughs> I don't need this, James. Parlay, I need, parlay death. I don't get paid to do that. I do that. This is, this, I'm supposed to be having fun. Right, this, this is not. Getting assu- getting insulted like <laughs> 40 years, 40 years later. <laughs> Nine. Why did you do that? Uh, charm, no, hate, charm, and let them fight. music, yes. They do as you suggest. No right. damage. Congratulations. Oh. Ding, ding. Good job, guys out there. You're like the Java. Take uh-huh. it to your master. That's right. Right? And the, then they the, go. This and the is guild not master, the druid you were looking for. The guild master's like, why did you do that? Exactly. 10, control temperature. You freeze one, but the other deals you 15 hit points with it's his so bow ra- it's before so random. dying by your sword. Die by the sword. It's there so, it is. It's so random. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, but it's been fun. It was fine. Okay. All right, so we have two left. So note to self, we have this time, I'm going to write two half-orcs. Have to do final two. The final countdown. So we are now at the last part of our thing, which feels like feels like it's been a long show. I don't know why it's not that long, but we're we're doing okay for us. For us, this is for again for those who live in the United States. Next week is Thanksgiving, the one of the few holidays that they've not completely commercialized. Is that a fair statement? Like you know, th- Halloween is now completely gone. They start celebrating in August. And then as soon as Halloween is over, they're on Christmas because they can sell a bunch of stuff. But Thanksgiving is turkey and candy corn. I'll tell you why. Because that's what it is, is there's not a lot to work with. Mm-hmm. The theme isn't, it's, I feel bad saying this, but the theme isn't <laughs> unity. Right. The theme isn't that great. Right. There's not a lot that you can sell. Did you hear that? Something fell in your house. There's someone, no, someone, we're above the garage and someone's taking their car and leaving. Are they stealing my car? Not yours. Um, there's not a lot to work with. Right. You've got, you know, the the Halloween, the spookiness, that's great to work with. Right. Christmas. Gifts. Yeah. Literally, it literally sells yeah. itself. This doesn't do a lot. So what are we doing? To- so for Thanksgiving, so last time, because I, I did want to, we, we need to get a warning from my cousin. I think when we do any kind of historical, history telling, contextual things mm-hmm. that our version of history may or may not be represented with the facts as understood by historical experts. Yes, disclaimer. Do disclaimer. not rely on our information that we are providing to you. Correct, because we have international people that listen to this. The Grog Empire, the sun does not set. And we're a little. I was concerned that perhaps people read our tales of Thanksgiving and think this is how Thanksgiving works. And we are the emperor, so they may right. listen to us. Like, well, they must be right. Right. It's that papal, was it papal infallacy? This yes. Em, uh, imperial infallacy. Right. That's, We're not. That's going to be their, that's going to be their goth rock uh, pseudo-dead imperial infallacy or imperial fallacy. Mm, I like either one. Those are both good. Uh, 
So you, what you're saying is that you would like, don't listen to us when we say what Thanksgiving is all about. Yes. Okay. So with that said, we, uh, the next flipping and turning is, has, I, and I think Rob said it's okay, just mentioned, it's going to have a gonzo theme. So, okay. so when you hear gonzo, what does that mean to you, gonzo? Wacky, mm-hmm. craziness, you know, so don't, don't take things too seriously. And when it, in the context of AD&D, what, what are the hallmarks or things that you think of Gonzo when you think of Gonzo D&D or AD&D? I, I would think of, say, guns. Guns? That Weapons, be, bring, right? right? Gunpowder. Mishmash of genres, right? You yes, know. absolutely. So, um, steampunk. Yeah, steampunk would do that. <laughs> That's what I would think of. Yeah, so are there, are there examples that you remember? Because uh, you've, you've run a few what I would consider gonzo things. What oh, this is, some... is not a setup. I thought this was a setup. I'm no. like, what am I supposed to be setting no, up No, you don't here? set up anything. You're just, just a legitimate question. These are legitimate questions. Well, gonzo, well, for me, it's the city-state of the invincible loaf for Lord is gonzo. And so what made that gonzo? Well, because, it, number one, the, the, uh, the emperor, the invincible overlord, mm-hmm. was described, I believe, as lawful good with evil tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> when I just saw that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's hilarious, right? Because you're jumping. You see what's happening there, James? You're jumping not just one. Usually the tendency is just one over. Right. right. You're jumping two over. Yeah. And, that's not, unless it's a magical spell, you, you're not allowed to do that. If it's through natural discourse, like turning evil, you have to go through neutrality, then evil. Right. Or unless if you have, you know, you have a split personality. Oh, yes. That's you true. can do that. Right. I, there were skeletons that are servers in establishments. But if you think about it, that is I think that is considered gonzo. But you could have that. Why wouldn't you have zombies and skeletons? They're manual labor. Right. You don't have to pay them. I could see that happening if it was it wouldn't necessarily be frowned upon. But that's what made it gonzo was just there was I think a deity uh, runs a bar there. No one knows it's the deity. But so you've got deities running bars, you've got skeletons you know, working the establishment. That's what made it. Oh, you had a goblin reservation right next door. Oh, okay. And goblins had to be out of, I believe they had to be out of the city by nightfall. Mm. So they could come in there to work. Right. But then they had to be out. So there was a lot of analogy, analogous to certain probably cultural things that were happening back then. Yeah, probably, you know. I mean, it's, it's probably distasteful probably to many. So right. it was gonzo in relation to um, the traditional fantasy land D&D, you know, the medieval village that were mostly humans and the, the crazy wizard would come by maybe and but it w- and adventurers would go into dungeons. This had this embraced the fantasy part of it and it was just, like you said, logical things like, why wouldn't you use undead ser- servants as labor? Because they're dead. But it does, you know, the I assume in your typical D&D thing, if a goblin comes into the city... The goblin is being killed quite quickly. Right, it's right. an invasion. Right. <laughs> exactly. He's not selling milk. Yes. One man's invasions, another one's visit. You know. Right. That's, that's how. It, that's how it is. You know. That's so many wars have started by you know because people have misinterpreted uh, actions. It could be. You know. I killed. The, you know. I, I I killed a goblin. He was the milk. What did you do? This is the milkman. He sells goat milk. That's right. Your cousin comes from Greyhawk, and you know he's coming. He comes to visit. Yes. The, the paladin. Yes. <laughs> the guy, goblin. Grack. What happened to Grack? Who's Grack? Right. The milkman. Oh, you're holding his head. 
<laughs> I saw this one outside here. I've, I've, I vanquished the evil. Right? You killed Great. No, no milk. No milk this morning. Uh, Why did we let Uncle Bob come? He's yes. terrible. You know? So that's one version of Gonzo. The other version that's traditionally is mismashing of genres. So um, I had heard, I think, wasn't Jim Ward or one of them spoke about Castle Greyhawk had portals to different realms that you could go to, um, like Expedition of the Barrier Peaks, where your spaceship lands in Greyhawk and you're, the party's going through and trying to figure out the spaceship and, you know, it's got lasers and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think you told the story, and you told the story where Gary was running a game and said, Jim, you get up here now because your characters are in, in um, what was his... Uh, Metamorphosis Alpha? Yeah, right, so it turned into a Metamorphosis Alpha game. So, yeah, so, uh, and I think I was sort of corrected. We were interviewing Ed Greenwood, mm-hmm. and I was, we were talking about guns, and I was saying, oh, well, you know, well, this is controversial because it's changing things. And Ed said, well, actually, you know, come on. The gun, there was a, of a, a bit of a more gonzo tradition. I wonder if OD&D back then right. with, you know, mishmashing was, was a little more common. And maybe when we started getting into D&D, it was becoming a little more, ref- I don't know, refined the right word, but not as gonzo. Codified. 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 And, and so that's why when you look at page 112 of the DMG, which we'll go to first, it seems so odd. So 112 talks about um, the ongoing campaign, and then it, you know, it kind of gives you ideas. And it talks about, uh, Gary talks about how to take a break from your you know, super serious campaign and have these one-offs, like the Alice in Wonderland kind of thing. Um, and so he, t- he talks about that. But he also, of course... When I read this back in 19-whatever, I was like, oh, yeah. that's interesting. Now reading it, I'm a little more cynical because it feels like a complete cash grab to, to have you buy more of his products. Oh, yeah, there's all these conversions. Yeah, because there's Gamma World conversions. Yeah. So, so, you, yeah. so they, they, I highlight two of them. Space, six Guns and Sorcery and Mutants and Magic. Those are the two they highlight on page 112 and 113. One is a way for you to incorporate... Throw Boot Hill gunfighters into your AD&D world. And the other one is to leverage either Metamorphosis Alpha or, and in particular, Gamma World into your campaign. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I wasn't that era really that we were doing anything like I, that. Well, I never played those. And I'm like, meh. But now looking into it, because I'm like, hey, we're doing Thanksgiving, right? The classic Indians, the Native Americans come assist the pilgrims. And everything's great. I'm like, oh, we should, uh, I sh- we should uh, do something with guns. So I thought, let me read the, you know, the uh, read thing. So just like Drink More Overtime, you can't run guns from these two pages. Right. You need to have the Boot Hill rules, which of course, back in 1979, you would actually have to go buy it, or someone would have to make a mimeograph copy, which was more like an act of Congress to right. get that done. From Larry's, buy it from Larry's, buy it or steal it from Larry's good right. thing. Stuff it in your pants when you go buy Larry's <laughs> thing. Distract Larry and your friend stuffs right. it in their pants and runs away. <laughs> so, um, so the first thing you have to know is you, you have to have Boot Hill, you have to understand Boot Hill if you're going to, if this makes, if this 
is to make any sense whatsoever. So back, I went and did some research, and I pulled up the second edition, which is 1979, which would be around the same time as this, um, because there are more stats in second edition than first edition Boot Hill. So if you look on page 112 on the right-hand side, there's speed, gun accuracy, throwing accuracy, strength, bravery, and experience. These are second edition. The first edition does not have a throwing accuracy. For so, this. so these tables are for if I'm running a D and D game and I want players to go through a portal. Right. And so now I'm in Boot Hill. So in other words, the dwarf is now like a little redheaded dude, kind of heavy set redheaded dude, and the elf is just sort of a tall, lanky kind of dude, right? And right. Or, or you are digging in the mines, and there's a portal, and the mine from the D&D, from Moria, transports you into the old western mine over in Boot Hill Land. Do I, do I come out with... But I'm not a dwarf anymore. I'm a human now. Is no, that you right? could be a dwarf. <laughs> That's the thing. You could be a dwarf here. Or vice versa. There's the portal no. <laughs> that you in the mine, and all of a sudden a bunch of minor 49ers come out. So it's like, it's like, well, you're, so you're like a short, ugly dude. I'm a dwarf. Right. I'm an elf. What's we don't that? like that. You know, we, we don't like your kind here. Right. You don't even know what kind I am. You've never seen me before. So it's like, you just say, I'm a dwarf. Like, yeah, I, I see. You're very short. You are. Yeah, I guess you are a dwarf. No, I'm a dwarf. <laughs> no, right really? now, you're a dwarf. And I speak dwarvish. What's that? The only thing is like, I'm an elf. That's right. I'm a fairy. Wait, these people are going to be locked up in the insane asylum. Correct. Or they're going to be killed, hunted down mercilessly. So I got to get. So in other words, quickly I got to get find a gun and what it works because I'm going to like have a sword. So it's going to be like Indiana Jones. Right. I'm all doing the sword and they shoot me. And based on these rules, that's correct. Right. Well, I hope so. Well, yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. So just cut, let me give you some highlights from my reading here that. And again, the fighters that you're creating in Boot Hill are, you know, they're, they're supposed to be gunfighters. They're not supposed to be just Bob the, the banker who's got a six shot. Underneath that. Yeah, yeah he, he, they're supposed to be, you know, f- yeah. above average. I'm like Wyatt Earp. Right, Wyatt Earp and Billy the Kid and that kind of All thing. Right. So with that said, they are equivalent to second level fighters. Now, you could convert them the other way where you're in the fantasy campaign and somehow the Boot Hill people come here. And that's what makes this difficult because it's kind of a mishmash. There's... Oh wait, yeah. Whose stats do I use when I switch over? So I'm a I'm a I'm a gnome illusionist thief. Right. Do I get to bring my magic? Yes. Oh really? Yes. Oh. That's the thing. Six guns and sorcery. You just. That's what makes a gonzo. So we're in Deadwood. I'm a gnome illusionist thief. That's right. So in other words, we could be like a bunch of thieves, mm-hmm. and we're gonna rob the train, but we're like. <laughs> We're gnomes and elves, and we're robbing the train. Right. Getting the gold. <laughs> Getting old McNick's gold from the mountains. That's ridiculous. That's so, wait, my stats, wait, so are my stats being adjusted? Well, they can. That's what this first thing okay. says. You can convert from here to here. So the, the big thing that I got from this is if an AD&D character is going to shoot a gun, then you have to convert. Okay, Boot Hill character conversion to AD&D. Right. So is this, oh, is this just for like comparison purposes? Right. So, well, it's important. So, for instance, if the gnome shoots a magic missile at a gunfighter, they don't have hit points in Boot Hill. There's no right, hit points. Right, right, okay. So you have to then calculate how to figure out how their hit points are. Oh, here is hit dice. Right. Each Boot Hill character is equal to... Okay. So there you go, the second level fighter. That's pretty good. 
So they're not just, you know, like you said, they're not guy with one to three hit points. They're they're in pretty so good shape. So how do you do? You have to decide which one you're using. So do you have to decide if you're using A D and D to boot hill or using boot hill to A D and D? Because yes. you also have to be on, you have to be on the same. Well, sort of rules. The, the, the if you're taking A D and D characters and bringing them over to boot hill, that's harder. I think it's easier if you bring Boot Hill people over to AD&D. So if, you, if Boot Hill goes to AD&D, then it's AD&D rules. If right. I'm AD&D and I go into Boot Hill, now we got Boot Hill rules. The only time you have to use the Boot Hill combat, as it says here, is if both sides are shooting. If only one side is shooting, then you use the AD&D rules. That's what the basic idea is. Why do I... Okay, now... This is such a train wreck to me. <laughs> I now feel compelled to maybe. I'm a big talker, as you know. I say mm. a lot of things and I don't do anything. No. Right. What? Hello, crickets? I give you crickets for that. No, uh, we don't believe I'm that. I'm tempted at GrogCon mm-hmm. to now run a Boot Hill AD&D. I know Trade I don't robbery? have Boot Hill. Yeah, something, whatever. Yeah, oh, Robin well, the Bank. They're, they're online. That's easy to find. They're Robin the Bank. Right. Just because it's so ridiculous. Right. The no- right. The gnome is holding out the wand. Right. Give me your money. <laughs> Stick. A stick, a glow stick. Uh, put that, put that crazy fire wand down. <laughs> because when those magic missiles come out, exactly. That's not good. Yeah, you can burn it. Oh my god, the fireball. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, you can do that. You can do late delayed blast. It's hard to say. Fireball on the train. Right. So that. Oh wait. So that would be kind of interesting. So you've just like what you do is you give them a robbery, a train robbery. And you just let them decide how to... It's really, I don't have to do anything. Right. I'm not writing a big adventure. You know what my adventure is? It's a train. And it has gold on the train. Right? Yes. Now you guys figure out how to do it. Right? That's my adventure. I'm done. I'm ready to run it. Yes, there you go. Not a, not a lot of prep? Not, That'd be not, hilarious. Not, not, not a lot of prep. So you like figuring out what spells would work on all this and illusions. Sounds horrible. <laughs> I'm definitely making this like a two-hour, maybe a one-hour, two-hour max. Two hours, yeah. It's not be four hours, right? Okay. You wouldn't need four hours. Well, it may take them an hour to plan because that's what people do in a tournament. They'd spend an hour planning. Well, and that's true if it is a train robbery. So two hours, you plan all you want. Oh, my God, should that be our tournament adventure? Right. That should be our tournament adventure. Oh, God, now I've done it. Oh, hold on. Oh, God, no. I don't know. All right. Okay. Well, and that could be. So I'm giving you some ideas. That's the thing with Gonzo. This is Gonzo. You're bringing in guns, and um, mm-hmm. you can either. So the reason. So I, part of this discussion was this is you know Boot Hill, which again the guns pretty much only go back to the Civil War. But obviously there've been uh, uh, guns before that. Oh, yeah, because this is much better. Right. At Greenwoods, you got to, like, bring out the stuff, and it blows up on you. And, I mean, basically, Ed Greenwood's articles. So let's talk about that. There, so there are a couple of articles. That- but I just had this image now of, like, this guy, this, this banker mm-hmm. pulls out a gun. The gnome's got the wand. And the banker pulls out a gun and starts shooting. I just see this little gnome running around. <laughs> Get the gnome! Get that little gnome, right? right. It's going to be pretty interesting, actually. It might be a fair fight. Um, like against the wand of magic missiles, it's a better fight. Well, the magic missile, you're not gonna, you need a lot of hit points as a, as a second-level human. The magic missile is going to be terrible. Well, if they're, if they're normal humans, but again, in Boot Hill, they, have, they use their strength, which again is a new... And they're, they're, again, the strength, actually, this is not right. Um, but the fast forward, strength is a lot. You can have a lot of strength. So they have a lot of hit points. 
potentially. Hmm. Okay. Even though they're not supposed to. So let, let's talk about what you read with uh, Ed's Greenwood's articles. I'm very, I think I think the name of my venture has got to be the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay. Don't you think? That's, the, the gnome, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. The good, the bad, and the gnome. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the gnome. Writes <laughs> itself. Okay. So Ed Greenwood in Dragon Magazine number sixty in February of. I'm sorry, in April of 1982, wrote an article called Firearms, Firearms, and it was such a success, he then wrote a second volley, taking another shot at Firearms AD&D trademark style, (laughs) February, I like how they have to put a TN, they're like, we don't know that it's AD&D, what AD&D are you talking about? Right. In 1983, February 1983. The first one dealt mainly, primarily with larger guns. Yep. Cannons and that kind of thing. Cannons, the big boys. It had to have a little bit of firearms. And then a second volley was the more, uh, the smaller firearms. And basic, I read these last night, both of these, and they're very interesting. Ed Greenwood does, you know, he does his research, very interesting. And, you know, Ed has some good points that, you know, use firearms, you know, be very careful, not just about using them as a player, but as a DM allowing it. They should be introduced as just something very unusual, very limited. Oh, somebody's got a gun. Mainly his articles are talking about how at this era, so we're talking about like 14th century, 15th century, how dangerous they were, how long they took to use, how slow they were and how dangerous they were. That basically, if you get a gun, don't be all excited. Because it's going to take you a long time to fire the thing. And I think he said a 10% chance, in his first article, I think he said 10% chance of everyone, of it blowing up on you. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's great. I mean, I love Ed's articles because they basically, it's, they're sobering. Right. They're like, okay, I'll give you, I, I could see actually having a gun. Somebody creates a gun, figures it out. But now it's like, you know, okay. And this is a trend in, in D&D, AD&D particularly, and I think it's even more apparent as you get to the book that shall not be named, as they added more and more technology, like the field plate and full plate. These things were later, historically, came later in history. Right. You know, you start with the 12th century kind of and before, you get close, closer and closer, Renaissance and everything. Now you're starting to get these other technologies. And the idea is the same thing with magic. It's back to the Invincible Overlord. If you've got undead, why aren't you using them to make your, techno- make your world better? Well, if you have magic, why aren't you making it better? So you have these high magic kind of environments where you know magic users are not just making fireballs. They're making all these cantrips to make their lives easier, and they're mm-hmm. selling them. And magic is like electricity. Why, are you, why is it not? If you've embraced that magic can be conquered, and it's not the purview of a handful of people, and it's not from an ancient techno- ancient things that were destroyed and we're, we're picking through the ruins, but we've actually now understand it. It's going to be like electricity. It's going to get everywhere, and everyone's going to use a version of it. What's the spell, inner spell, where you can talk to people in their head or something, you can communicate at distances? Isn't there some magic user spell? Yeah. Well, my point is, like, if you do that with permanency, like, so is it becoming, like, everyone's getting it now. Yeah. Like, you got all these spells. It's like the like, internet. 
Yeah, exactly, right? The so, internet of uh, things. So this is this line of thinking is an extension to that of, well, if we're letting field and full plate in, which are clearly inventions of later time, well, then why don't you let, you know, explosives, you know, fire gunpowder was eventually written, and then cannons. And so this is, you know, the natural progression of it. But to your point, you now have a different style game. And I, you know, it, it, that's right. You're now, I think you're probably playing a different game. So I think the, I think the cannon and the gun is kind of fun if, I mean, I could see it where the orc army has surrounded you. And you're like, oh, well, they're not going to do anything. I mean, think like Lord of the Rings. Right. And all of a sudden they pull this big, strange looking, you don't even know what to call it. Yeah. This big cannon comes along. And then that would be pretty terrifying. And Ed said that Farmer Giles of Ham, do you remember Tolkien's story? Apparently yeah. he had a blunderbuss. He had Anything a gun. he could spare to snuff and ammunition, old nails and other things. This is... Giles fought off a giant with his blunderbuss, even if firing did leave him flat on his back. I want, I hope that I get today, before the show is over, I get to use a blunderbuss, because the blunderbuss is the coolest. That's the one that has, like, a bigger opening, and you can just put in, you put nails in it. it's like a shotgun, basically. Just stuff a bunch of crap in it. Whatever we roll randomly on the dungeon dressing, Mm -hmm. I want to be able to stick in, so that's what I'm sticking in there. Okay, well, good news for you is you'll know that one of your characters... Do I have one? I, there it is. Edward Winslow has a blunderbuss. This is awesome. Thank you. Yes, Good. perfect. You're you're welcome. So, um, so again, if you can either go the A D and D route and incorporate firearms, which is this route, because he's made it specifically for A D and D in the dragon right. in the dragon magazine articles, and it's, and it's older which are, stuff, which are both in uh, volume five of Best of Dragon. If you want to get that instead. Can I, ask a, I want to ask a question about that, though, because it was not clear to me from reading these articles how you do the two hit. I understand that there's range, and I know there's minuses on the range, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. So do I get my level? So I'm like yes. a set, level 7th fighter. The theory is I'm better at shooting. Yes. Okay, so that's the to hit. Okay. Yep, it's the same to hit. Okay. This. this is treated like a missile weapon. Okay, got it. That makes Unlike sense. the boot hill, which we'll talk about how that works. Oh, does that mean I get a dex bonus done for missile weapons? Yes. Like Oh, very interesting. I mean, that's how I've read these things, is it basically acts as... It's a missile weapon. That makes sense. Unless unless you read it and it said that it doesn't get that. No, um, I did not read anything about it, unless I overlooked it. I'd be interested about the big cannons, though. Like, do I get... like? I guess if I'm a fighter, Well, the better. cannons would be a little different, because I would treat them like... Uh, Catapult. Oh, he wants to know. He want, the, Jonathan wants to know, did you use a blunderbuss in last year's Thanksgiving? Oh. Game? I don't remember. No, I think I used a musket, maybe. Yeah. But I don't remember cramming stuff in there. No, I don't remember you cramming anything in there. I'm going to be dropping, yeah, everything has to be great. Well, when it comes to cannons and that, I would use the siege weapon uh, things that they have in the DMG where they talk about siege yeah. weapons. And if I remember correctly, like ballistas and catapults, they fire as like a four-hit dice thing. Ah, uh, well, that makes a lot of sense. Because that it's a sense. team of people doing that. That makes a lot of I sense. I think. So... With that said, you so you have two ways. If you want to introduce guns into your thing, you can go the mismatch. You can let if you have boot hill, you can leverage the boot hill. We got people online saying they've used boot, boot hill rules, and there's uh, or and you can try to figure that. And we're going to try to do that because again, we're using boot hill rules to simulate a 17th century encounter with something we're going to talk about. 
Right. Uh, or you could go use Ed Greenwood's ones, which would probably be easier if you're not doing the mismatch of fighting and that. But And what I like about Ed's article, too, is Ed points out that there was no uniformity at this era, in this era. Right. So guns are, you know, the amount of gunpowder you're using was always different. You had to measure it out. There, there wasn't any standardized projectiles. So what you could do, if you're going to introduce firearms, you could make up your own firearm. Yeah. It's not like it had, I mean, right. look what we're talking about. We're talking about firearms in AD&D. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to do research right. and figure out, just make up a weapon, exactly. a gun. Make it as unreliable, as reliable as you want. Right, especially if gnomes have made it. It'll be unreliable. Exactly. The good, the bad, and the gnome. The good, the bad. You've got, it's rights itself. The good, the bad, and the gnome. I think it'll be the summer tournament. Yes, the good, the bad. I like I like that for a yeah. summer tournament. So we, in the celebration of Thanksgiving, we are going to figure out what goes into the blunderbust, right? Yes. Well, we're gonna. Well, James, it's Thanksgiving, right? You got to set. You have yeah. to have a set. setting a table. We're setting a table before we go out hunting, right? Because we're gonna go hunting, right? This is the fall of sixteen twenty one. Very good. Impressive, James. Yes, and the pilgrims are doing much better. Their leader, Captain Miles Standish, invited Squanto, Samoset, and the other. Wampanoag to join them for a celebration. The Native Americans observed six Thanksgiving festivals during the year, including the Fall Festival Harvest. The first Thanksgiving was celebrated to give thanks for the, for the harvest. However, the pilgrims were not prepared to feed over 90 Indians or Native Americans, so the pilgrims' leaders headed out to hunt a couple of turkeys. That's what we'll deal the rest with it later. You need snoring. You don't have a snoring sound, do you? Or do you? <laughs> Crickets, does that count? Yeah, you need a history. Snoring. We did history. You need a snoring. Wow. You're, you're, you're. So I wanted to set the table. Okay. You, literally. Well, yes, and James, do you know that it is dungeon dressing? Right. Appendix, get it? Oh, I, I got it. I'm, I'm giving you double laugh. Double dressing. Dungeon dressing, appendix I. Okay. You, want, you're, you roll. Oh, okay. I'll tell you. So roll percentile. So this is... This is our Thanksgiving dinner. We're okay. all around this the table. Is, this is the sights and smells we're getting from the Thanksgiving dinner. Indeed, and the items, exactly. 62. 62. So, the air was still. Still, nice. I need another percentile. 67. <laughs> there is a putrid sandwich. Don cooking. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what putrid means, but it's not good. No, putrid it means rotted. <laughs> it's it's something that's that's you know like an open wound. That's yeah, it's horrible. That's a Thanksgiving to remember. So a putrid smell wafts in. Yeah. So you know something's been killed. That's right. <laughs> and lets it rot. Putrid here. Is that dinner? That's dinner. Decaying or rotting and maybe a fetid smell. So it's rotting or fetid. There you go. So Thanksgiving to remember. So wafting in, in the still air, you smell a putrid smell coming from the kitchen. Okay. Okay. I need you to another percentile, please. 96. It is smoky. <laughs> well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Native Americans, this, the uh, Pamela come, uh, the, excuse me, the Wampanoag come. Ah, yes. 
This putrid smells. <laughs> well, didn't we get the tobacco? We're rolling tobacco. We've grown tobacco. We that, started raising tobacco. I think that's a little bit later, and that's in the south. We're moving quicker. Okay. We're moving quickly, James. Again, please remember our our disclaimer that anything we recount as history is probably wrong. So it's a smoky, putrid smell. Okay. <laughs> What's laying around? How many items do you want laying around? Roll a percentile. Roll a six. Yes. How many items? Six. Wow. All right. Give me a percentile. Are you going to stuff all these in the blender bus, right? And, yeah, this is for the blunder bus. Right. 33. There is a... The, the wall is damp. The wall is damp. It's full of... It's a cat. Cat sprayed. <laughs> so, the skunk and the cat. Oh. All right, get too much of that. Okay, now. All right, another Three. Ashes. Oh, we're gonna stuff. We're gonna stuff the blunderbuss with Uncle Sam. It's our Uncle Sam and the dead right. turkeys and the putrid. Okay. Oh, it's terrible. Thirty-four. That's what you burned it. Right. That's why the ashes. Thirty-four. Did you say? Yeah. Dripping. Oh well, like dripping, like dripping. drippings. It's moist. Gravy. Oh yeah, gravy. Uh, drippings. Yeah. Mm. Get some drippings. Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. There is a badly dented helmet. Was okay. it, oh, is that gonna fit in the blunderbuss? I don't know. 44. Dung. <laughs> That's perfect. It's going in the blender bus. Pack and dung. <laughs> the latest sci-fi action thriller. Pack and dung. The dunger bus. The dunger, dunger bus. bus. Mm, nice. I think it was the last one. 16. I hope so. Cobwebs. <laughs> so it's smoky with cobwebs. A wet wall. Mm. Someone has urinated on the wall. Yeah. And you got some dung. Okay, but hold on. Now, all right, give me another percentile. That's just what we're sticking. We're not done, James. Oh, I'm sorry, 54. 54. We're hearing laughter. This is nice. Celebration. It's a celebration. It writes itself. Okay? Oh, uh, I, furnishings. I didn't, I didn't realize there was this many things. 14. James, I'm not making this up. 14. The buffet. There's a buffet. This is a satanic Is this buffet. a buffet or is it a buffet? Is there something called a buffet? No, there's no buffet. It's there's a buffet, a buffet and so. laughter. That's right. Okay, um, give me a one, uh, one, another roll. 83. There's a throne. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that, okay, we will, that'll be the end of that. So that's what it is. So, oh, wait, no, we need food and drink. Right. Sorry. Give me, uh, how, many, how much food D4. and drink do you want? Okay. This is what's the this is the meal here for our future meal. Thanksgiving. Yes. Twenty-three. Cheese. Oh, two cheeses. Two. Hold on. In the interest of space, the varieties of these items have been omitted, for they are generally well known and can be enumerated by the DM with little or no difficulty. We're not going to enumerate the cheese. Okay, there's cheese. some smelly cheese, so because that's what the putrid smell is. The coming. cheese. Oh yeah, stinky cheese. Let's yeah, cut the cheese. Uh, Fifty-three. Meat. Of <laughs> some kind. Okay, and one, uh, any more? Oh, okay. I can't remember, was there? I rolled 23. Again? Yeah, I rolled it three times. Lots of cheese. There's a buttload of cheese. It's a buffet of, che- buffet of cheese. <laughs> cheese and meat. No wonder why these uh, pilgrims didn't last long. This is beautiful. <laughs> the diet, the diet was cheap. cheese overdose. All right, there it is. That is our setting. That is our setting. It's, it sounds like a, a, a dinner to remember. What about Jay? Did you do uh, herbs and spices? We have no. I would appreciate that they asked for that. 138, I believe. Okay. We did not do herbs and spices. I appreciate This is what's going to go in the meat. So roll a, D, a D138. Is this different than the herbs and spices on oh, you know, 220? Okay, great. Oh, there's 138 of them, James. I counted them last night. 
high. You counted 138 of them? Yes, I can count that high. So, so roll me a D6 in percentile. Oh, wait, here. This and a D6. <laughs> the Death Star die. <laughs> That's what you're hearing on the podcast. That's right. 39, 39, 3. 39, right? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39. And sores. Mm -hmm. So we'll be stuffing our meat with benzoin. <laughs> I, well, you can't say anything can't say on this show. What, show. what was that again? I'm gonna catch Oh stuffing, no, stop that. Stuffing our meat. Like I'm gonna capture that. That was awesome. Thank you for that. Benzoin. Alright, there it is. That's that's all right. I don't think we should be stuffing our meat with benzoin. That's more of a uh, you can't listen to us. We need a disclaimer. <laughs> don't do that. Oh, uh, yes, that's hilarious. So, All right. that's so anyway, the, the, I think the part of the reason you brought those up is because sometimes we get trapped in the rut of these uh, rooms. It's a plain room with a chest. It's a plain room with a chest. It's a plain room with a bed. It's a plain room that you don't talk, you don't bring all these other uh, things to light. Right. So, exactly. That's exactly why I did it, James. You're absolutely correct. I, I know. You want, you're, you're here to help and care. Correct. And so, there is a point to that segment, in other words. There is. There is. Well, that's another story. So we have now, we're, we're, we're going to reenact the first Thanksgiving in AD&D Grog Talk style. Yes, the smoky putrid. <laughs> well, we've emerged. You are, you are going to play. <laughs> i got to get out of here. You want to get some fresh air, James? I'm sorry, wait. Um, hey, um, uh, William, William, would you like to get some fresh air? Yes, oh my goodness, yeah. that's terrible. So uh, Dan is going to, he's going to play four of the Puritan leaders who have emerged out of the cooking tent to the cooking buffet, which is full of cobwebs. And I, still don't, I still don't know why the walls are wet. <laughs> Did you notice that? That was weird. Well, I, I, the only thing I can think of is when... Um, you know, oh. when you burn fire, there is water. One of the things out of a fire is you get condensation. Well, maybe, well, maybe they're, they're steaming. Right. They're, ste they're steaming it's something steaming, in there. Steaming their putrid meats. Yeah, right? So it's, it comes wafting out. Steam the putrid meats. There's, yes. Uh, these songs write themselves. Okay. So I am William Brewster. You have William Brewster. I am Edward Winslow. Yep. William Bradford. And Miles Standish. Yeah, Miles Standish is was the leader at this time, and also was the only trained soldier who came from the Pilgrims. Well, then I understand why he has. Oh, he has the he has the wheel lock rifle. Right, that was the one that was slightly. It's more an advanced weapon. So, Ed, what is Edward Winslow stuffing the blunderbuss with? Whatever oh, you dung. Think. That's right, dung. What about the dung? Yeah, he's, he's packing some dung. <laughs> Maybe that's why the walls were wet. Right, right. The walls. Bathroom. They cook and eat in the same place. It's a small room. It's a little hut. We don't have time to build. Well, if you want to meet and talk with people, where do you want it? When they eat and when they go poop, you're going to have their undivided attention. So we're stuffing the blunderbuss with dung. Yes. And was there, any, there was nothing else really to stuff it with, was no, there? Uh, except meat and cheese. Oh, yes. Meat, cheese, and dung. <laughs> Oh my, yes. And, okay. and they call the Indians the savages. All right, so 
Um, you, this group, uh, you, you, because so many of the Native Americans came, you were not prepared to feed over the 90 Indians. So the pilgrim ladies head out to hunt a couple of turkeys. They are soon deep in the woods where they, when they see what appears to be a very scrawny bird. Oh. Ooh. As they approach, it's, it becomes very clear that this is no turkey because surrounding this bird, there are perfect statues of bears and deer. Very strange. It is very strange. So I just, I just had this. And were you saying? And what are the savages? Where I just have them. They're, they're using a blunderbuss and shooting dumb. And the Indians, the Native Americans, are just like, "What's wrong with you people? <laughs> what kind of what kind of sorcery is this? Spoiling dumb. <laughs> guys are you guys are horrible. Fine, you can have the East Coast. We're out of here. <laughs> We're going to go west. Is it the Trail of Tears. We're yeah, running away. This is awful. So you, uh, you have now encountered yeah. this strange bird. You, so two of you have a milkwit lock, which is basically a pistol. Those okay. are pistols. So William Brewster has a, a milkwit lock. Yep. Uh, Edward Rizzo has a blunderbuss, which, of course, I want to fire. And then William Bradford has That's the... That's also a pistol. Right, and then Miles Standish has the wheel lock rifle. So we are going now back to the... Uh, DMG because we're doing the mashup here, and since we're technically we, we are assuming we're playing D A D and D, which again, okay, some would argue we are not. Um, we are going to so because not everyone is shooting, we're using the A D and D turn sequence. This is on page one thirteen. Unless both sides are using firearms, when A D and D turn sequence is used, then then initiative give plus one to the boot hill characters, which is your plus one characters who are unarmed and using firearms. You're you are un. You're unarmored. That's what I meant, not unarmed. Right. So, we're doing initiative. So well, wait, wait. Do I have a chance to surprise? Wait, wait, I'm out of hunting. Right. Do I have a chance to surprise? This, and vice versa. Okay, so we're doing surprise now. Right. We're doing surprise. Okay. Five. No one is surprised. Okay. So, I, you want me to describe the strange bird? Yes, because I have I seen one before. No, you've never seen one. Okay. It, it, it's a small uh, creature. It's small. Serpentine tail is yellow-green. Its feet are beak yellow and wings are gray its feathers are golden brown and its waddles combs eyes and tongues are red so it looks like a weird rooster well that sounds very tasty yes and you know you know you know why we went hunting of course is because we smelled the putrid meat we're like listen grab the boys grab the guns right who's the who's the leader was it miles yeah miles is technically the leader miles is like they're they're all governors at one point but right now miles is the, the at least of this military operation he's the leader so they're like boys it's basically, you, you want to go get something to eat. Right. If you like the smell of this, no. So, we're, all right, so we're going to... Not like, realizing sing. the Indians are going to bring deer and actually some real food, oh, not this right. dung and crap they're we, Yeah, so we're sitting there, and there's dung, <laughs> and there's... Rotting meat and rotting cheese. Meat <laughs> and smelly cheese. And smelly cheese. And we've got the Indians coming, the Native Americans coming soon. Right. And we're like, oh, this is... <laughs> this is going to suck. <laughs> this, we, okay, so this, oh, so, this is, so this is our mission. So this is, this is the adventure. The goal right. is to return... Turn to save Thanksgiving, right. to save the relations with the Native right. Americans. To, we're trying to, to show that history. we're not completely uh, incompetent. Right. And then to kill them. <laughs> then, then, yes. Okay. Then All right. Through death and disease and, and poor trading, yes. I want to understand my mission. Right. Your well, mission is to defeat, get food. That's oh, right. we'll have to do, oh, after Thanksgiving dinner, I'm afraid the Native Americans will have to do a rolled disease on the rolled disease chart again, right? <laughs> yes, like of course. Like they did last yes, time. That's right. That's a tradition. Okay. 
They roll disease, and then we'll, we'll do the final surprise. So it is now, uh, you see this creature. It sees you. Um, I'm going to say you all are, oh, you're 60, it's because it's outside, you're 60 yards away. Oh, 60 yards, and I've got some range here. What yeah. is this number? Is this That's in-, in inches, so it's the same thing. So I'm 60. So, oh. so you're, that would be at the edge of short and medium. We, okay, so we are all, we, we are all, so Miles says, I'm declaring my action. Uh, get your weapons ready. Shoot, shoot that waddling bird. <laughs> okay. Okay. And the bird is going to <laughs> and charge after you guys. <laughs> he's charging, wow. Yes, he's going to fly at you because he can fly. He can... Wow. He's fine. Yeah. What's his? How intelligent is this thing? He's animal intelligence. Okay. So, he 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 he's, he smelled you guys coming. So he's probably going to be in melee. We're all shooting each other. Right. Basically, it's yeah. going to be like where's the bird dogs? <laughs> okay. It's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. Okay, exactly. Great. All right. So uh, initiative five, one. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, let's see which one he's going to go after. So this guy's one, two, three, four. Two. He's going after. Hey, smart. Oh, he's going after, going after the, the military leader. He's going to fly in the wheel. He's going to fly. Oh yeah, that's right. This is the rifle. He's flying in that. Flying at him. Whatever. Ooh, eighteen. Eighteen. That hits. Ooh. So here we go. So now I have to roll. Uh, you take two points. Let's just write down two points. How does this work? How do my hit points work? Here? Well, so. Um, you basically subtract it off your strength. So you have, uh, you, that, the strength is not right. So just put down, you have 15 hit points. Wow, nice. Yeah. We're just gonna do it that way. I like it, all right, he's down to 13. Yeah. I like that. So, but now you have to make a saving throw. That's right, because I, 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 I caught the white of his eyes, right? <laughs> yeah. I was waiting, I was looking right at his eyes to shoot him. Is that what you're saying? Well, this he touched problem? you. When he touches you. Oh, it's a touch. It's not a vision. That's, That's right. right. Okay. Oh, he did. He pecked at me. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. You, so we... you save as a second level fighter. Ah. Uh, 17. 17. I do. It. All right. So you now. Just barely. Well, you made it. So, okay. So that's, that's his action. Oh, now. wait a second. So we're all shooting as he's. He's on me, and everyone's shooting at him, and he's on me. Right. So they're all shooting at him, me. Yes. So now it's like shooting into melee. Yes, everyone's just shooting everywhere. Missile into melee. Yeah, but the good news is your chances to hit are much better in this. Okay, good. So who, who's going to go first? William Bradford? Do you want to sure, do we'll start with William Bradford, who has a Michelet lock. All right, so this is short range, so it's plus 10%. Uh, the creature is, I, I think, is kind of... Dodging, right? That would be a fair statement. So that's minus 10%. Uh, you're not moving. You're standing still, so that's zero. No one's been hit, and this is the first shot. So you have a 65% chance to hit. Oh, I'm on percentile. Right, under Very percentile. Interesting. So even with the conversion to AD&D, you would use the boot hill percentile. Yes, shot. Okay. for okay. shooting with firearms. 97. You totally missed. Well, I think you may have a chance of shot in miles. Yeah, damage. so how are you going to rule this? Well, well, we'll do that in a second. The, the, because these guns are so old, now, like if you were using boot hill guns, which have multiple cartridges, you could have shot multiple times. And for, So the first shot's at the base amount. So let's say you had a revolver. Right, right. You could shoot six times in because uh, a boot hill round is 10 seconds mm-hmm. or six seconds there's one of those so it's almost 10 times the time oh, in that's that. terrible so in the mashup if i'm the gnome i get one attack and he's shooting me six times he could shoot you six he could shoot you six times and start reloading and be ready to shoot you the next time and i'm like looking at my spell right exactly <laughs> so to get my spell components out right 
Okay, so, but I have other shots. Does Miles get a shot as this thing's coming? Well, first he's going to see if, because he totally missed, so I'm going to say he has a chance to hit him. I would think so. So roll percentages. Okay. And what do I want, high or you low? Want, do you want to miss him? I do, yeah. Then you want high. 19. Now you totally hit him. Oh, I hit Miles. Okay, so uh, now roll percentages. You'll see where you hit him. 98. You hit him in the head. <laughs> I blew his head off. You hit him in the head. Now roll percentages. 42. It's a mortal wound. Oh my gosh, so it's gushing, blood is gushing <laughs> out. So this turkey's licking my blood. It's a tasty. So I'm Thanksgiving dinner for this uh, waddling so turkey. You just, yeah, you just fall down to your death. Okay. You're now bleeding. You've been, well, you got shot in the head. I mean, you basically fell There's down. a hunting accident. There is no hunting accident here. Yeah, there's a hunting accident. It is a hunting so, accident. All right, so he, so he doesn't get his shot because he's, he's dead. He's dead. Okay. All right, so now these guys can go. You want to shoot? He, can, can they bind my wounds? Uh, maybe later. <laughs> What's this mortal wound? Probably not. Can you, yeah. can, you, can you really, can you effectively bind a gunshot wound to the head effectively? I think I'm probably done, don't you think? Yes, you're, you, it's a mortal wound. Oh, I should have grappled. You could, you can grapple, but I didn't read those rules, so the answer to that is no. no just like with ADD, we're not going to grapple. I'm shooting. Okay. Okay, you're shooting. So William Brewster is shooting. He also has a pistol. Okay. 89. 89. You also missed, so now you may hit one of the other two. 58. Oh wait, you missed because your to hit bonus is 52. Oh okay. Oh, missed the other guy. Got you, it. So yeah. basically, it's a circular, circular fire squad. You're all just it is. And here comes the blunderbuss now. Right. This is the cheese is... and the meat and the dung. But this is just. This is just. Can you cause damage with cheese and dung? Yeah, we're gonna I mean, find out. Other than intestinal. Right. Damage. So I'm treating the blunderbuss like a shotgun. So kind of thing. They just projectile shootout. So. Yeah. Okay. There's other stuff in there other than cheese and dung. Right. Right. Okay. Here we go. Sixty-six. What's your thing? Seven. All right. So you hit. But I'm just going to oh, say... Oh, it's a blunderbuss. It's going everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So everyone's getting the blunderbuss. Yeah, well, so here's what you have to do. For shotgun, you have to roll a D10 to figure out how many shots hit the... the okay, the, got the, it. The bird. Four. Four. Two of them hit there. Got it. All right, so now we're going to roll down. We're going to use... So now... This is just... We're trying to... Now we're going back to AD&D. Shotgun does oh. a D10. One D10. This is very interesting. I didn't realize this. So when... Ed Greenman wrote his article, there already was damages for weapons. For, for yes, using the Boot Hill ones. Very interesting. All right, so D10. The Boot Hill ones, right, so they're better because you got like a Gatling gun. So, right, so he was doing the older stuff. Yeah, so give me a roll 2d10. That's how much damage you did to him. d10. Really? Oh, one. Did five, five points. Now points. I gotta figure out how many hit points this turkey has, quote unquote. Uh, 11. What? 21 hit points. That little turkey. turkey? That turkey's powerful, man. So how many points did you do? Five. <laughs> That's right, Reservoir Pilgrims. <laughs> Five, okay. Now I'm going to give it a chance that, because you basically shot this thing and exploded, that it may have hit one of your other compatriots. So I'll just roll, do a straight to hit roll. 45. Yeah, I'm going to say, hit. Hit, I'm gonna say hit one of them. Okay. All right, so give me a percentage. 35. 35, and then roll percentage again. 81. 81. Ooh. So you hit the right shoulder, and uh, I'm going to say it's either with the blunderbuss, so either William Brewster or the other guy. One, two, three, four. You hit William the, Brewster. You hit William Brewster. So write down minus seven strength. So now he's. it's going to be harder for him to... Sh 
Minus seven strength. He's he's got a serious wound on his right shoulder. Oh jeez, that's some hard cheese. It was hard cheese. <laughs> okay, so I have a cheese wound. Yeah, I could use the sh shatter gun, probably. I saw that as well, but I wanted to do more damage to get this thing over with. So I'm impressed with um, your knowledge of Boot Hill, Jonathan. No, I don't know. I just read it before. Mm -hmm. Actually, Jonathan's actually played it. We probably should have uh, called him and put we him have on, but I didn't know he'd be up in this time to next do year. that. Next year, he'll just run it for it. Yes. All right, so now it's top of the... Oh, they, uh, so that's everyone went, correct? Correct. So, it's initiative. You have one guy who's dead. Oh, oh I got to declare. Yes. Oh, God, right. So, and so, typically, you would do a reload rate. And, this, and again, in Boot Hill, the turns are much faster. So, in between this time, you're reloading. Okay, so... And, I'm, and, I, and, and again, because these aren't mad up, uh, you know, these older weapons are not in Boot Hill... Uh, I'm going to say it's going to take the rest of the round. You're going to shoot and then take the rest of the round to do that. Okay, so I get to shoot this round. Yes, I'm okay. going to allow that again. So I'm clearly going to shoot. We're all shooting because, well, the guy's dead anyway, so I might as well shoot at him. <laughs> That's right. Who cares? Well, he's gonna, that, the, now the bird's going to try to fly at someone else. Right, but no, we got to come home. I mean, when we said we're going out to get dinner, we got to come back with dinner. Right. You don't come back without dinner. Yeah, either dinner or don't come home. Unless we eat, what's his name? <laughs> that doesn't seem like a good idea. Okay, so we're rolling for initiative. Yes, 81 is in the second edition rules, 81 is a serious wound. That's why he's, he's asking me oh, yeah, on, the, on the wound chart. Yeah. Two. Two, Two simultaneous. Ah. Oh, but you get a plus one to initiative per this thing. Sounds good to me. Well, it says that. You get plus one to initiative. That's right. So I'm attack. So I'm, everyone's shooting. Everyone's shooting. Well, who's yeah. alive? Shooting. Well, yeah. So he's minus seven. So we'll start with the other guys first. Let's try Edward? It. Yeah, let's choose the blunderbuss because that's super yeah, I'm gonna fun. I'm going to do the blunderbuss. You totally miss. Miss. He missed him, but you could hit someone right. else. Let's see if you hit Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, you totally hit one. 45. Let's say you hit William Brewster since you hit him before. So now roll a d10. Got it. One. Okay, only one of them hit. Now roll percentages. 97. Ooh, that's in the head. Roll percentages. 62. All right, he's dead, too. <laughs> shot him in the head. It's a fatal head wound yes. again? Shot him in the head. Man, that cheese. <laughs> cheese is deadly. So I brought a lot of cheese. I'm, like, putting the cheese. So I got, like, a backpack of, like, cheese or a sack of and cheese dung. and dung. That's some hard dung. Maybe it's dried dung. Apparently. Well, maybe it's, like, a hard cheese wedge. <laughs> cheese. Like a bullet. A bullet. <laughs> it's going to be sharp. Big wedge. <laughs> All right. So he's dead. Right down dead. You killed you killed William Brewster. One of the, William Brewster is gone. One of the factors. Who else is gone? Wait, Miles Standish. Miles Standish is, is gone. All right, he's down to two. So, so he's dead. He doesn't get to shoot now. All right. Uh, so this guy's left with the pistol. Okay. With the pistol. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> he Nin hits. He hits. All right. So we're gonna say that's like a other handgun. So that's a D eight. Got it. Four. Four points. Okay, he's down to twelve. Now Jeez. the creature goes. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> one to three, four to six. He's one to three, the other guy's four to six. All right, he's attacking. All right, William Bradford. Attacking William Bradford. He misses. Yes. All right, so now it's initiative again. You, okay. You're still I, doing the same I, thing? Oh, absolutely. I'm coming home with <laughs> turkey. <laughs> the guy with the shot. I'm coming home with turkey. All right. Uh, Two. He rolled a four, so he gets. he's going to attack William Bradford again. 13, that's a hit. All right, he does. Uh, three points, so take three points off his strength there. Just say oh. minus three. Okay. And roll a saving throw versus paralyzation. Right. Three. Three. 
Wow. He's uh-huh. not turned to stone. <laughs> All right, so we're down to he's stoned. Well, the good news is you're not going to hit anyone else at this point. That's true. You can only hit the guy, so. That's true. Roll your percent. It's down to the blunderbuss. <laughs> it's down to the blunderbuss. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's Roll do- percentages. Okay. Uh, yeah. no, no, I've I'm got you Sam no. Boomboozled. Okay. I think we somehow get the back. 73. No, base hit is 70. Do I have any modifiers? Oh, yeah, I'm going to say short range. It's plus 10. I'll give you that. Oh, excellent. Okay. Oh, thank you. He's, uh, Jonathan's 10 year old says there's oatmeal's flying out. Well, apparently there's dung and cheese flying out here, so thank you for that. <laughs> All right, so. So, okay. Well, first roll D10 to see how many shots. And we do encourage people to actually recreate this on Thanksgiving. Right. In fact, you can go get out your, and do Get your tradition. family around. Everyone can play the Pilgrims or Native Americans. You can have them shoot each other. Grab a blunderbuss. And blunderbuss and just have fun. Put dung and cheese in <laughs> it. Dung and cheese in it and go, go crazy. Dung and cheese shop. <laughs> uh, Miles Standish is dung and cheese, dung and cheese shop. So we just need one D10. Okay. One D10. All right. You have that. There's so yeah. many. I know. So many dice. Five. Uh, that's three hits. That's Whoa. great. So, yeah, so you're going to roll three D10. 3d10. Let's you, do it. If you do enough damage, Three. he could be. This could be over. Seven. Seven. You need to do more than one. Yes, five. Yes, you did 15 points. The the uh, the strange turkey <laughs> collapses yes. down. So Edward Winslow. So now is successful. There's one. So you he notices William Brewster has become a, a wonderful statue of himself. The other two lay with. Terrible wounds in their head. So now... And now, now the, si- the forest is silent. It's quiet. <laughs> now the question is, does a Native American deity appear? Well, we have to roll for that, right? We're going to roll? Yeah, that's fine. Ten per- so 10% chance? Because we've angered... Because, yeah, we've now killed one of their sacred icons. Right. The sacred bird. Right. Of, of the Pamaquans, or what, the um, Wampanoags. Okay, 10% chance a Native American deity appears. No. No, there's no Native American. So I bring home, so I come back. Well, first you have to uh, make an, I'm going to say, you're going to have to roll, um, make an intelligence check. So just roll a d20. Let's see how you do. You want to roll low. Okay. You have determined that touching the bird is probably not a good idea. So you figure out a way to put it in the bag. So does that mean if you cook a cockatrice... Do you think it loses its... It's like everyone going to be turned to stone? Like, are the Indians going to show up and there's just a bunch of people sitting around or stone? Because I'm bringing this home to cook it. Their touch will turn flesh to stone. Hmm. So the question is... You think their touch... You think when they're dead, they still have that power? Well, like a Medusa does, right? That's typically. True. I don't know. That well, true? typically, that was the thing from the book, right, oh. back in the day. You cut, remember from the Clash of the Titans, he would raise the Medusa head? And it was still, oh, I know. Bee, 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 bee. Oh. So it's a question of, is it the touch like his claws or his beak or his feather? Right. So, by the way, the monster is a cockatrice, where, for those who, are, who didn't know, the, the flying red turkey. Well, let's do this. Let's let the dice decide. Right. So we're going to bring it home. I'll bring it home. Right. Edward Winslow has some bad news. I have good news and bad news. Right. The good news is I've got a turkey. We, we will now fe- feast our guests. We'll feast, and we have less mouths. To, and more good news, we have fewer mouths to feed. Unfortunately, the other three are dead. The other three die horribly. I'm in charge. <laughs> Seems awful strange, Edward. Yeah. You wanted to be in charge, and then all four of you went in, and now you're the only one who came back. We need to remember that. Next year, Edward Winslow. He's in charge. 
they're gone right next year. So the good news is there's a registry of all the pilgrims, and we've murdered three or four of them, but there's plenty more we can murder. Exactly. <laughs> and now let's roll. So we're going to eat it. Do we... Right. Do, do the guests turn to stone? Because look, that's how you, that's how you it's learn It's going to be in the stew. Things. We're going to cut it up. Yeah. We're going to put it in the stew. And will they turn to stone? Talk to you, stew. That's how you learn things. All right. Right? You discover these. All right. Do the guests turn to stone? Well, well, let's start with, do whoever eats it turns to stone? Yes, because we may see that, and then just the first person does. Well, and maybe Edward Winslow doesn't like the Native Americans. He may be like, feeds them first. Oh. Oh, after he sees a person. All right. Well, well, what if we all eat at the same time? Well, but he may know. Because he's the only one who knows. He's figured out that touching this or something happens, it turns you to stone. So he may, we just first have to decide if this actually works. Oh, you're right. Let's offer to the Native Americans first. Right. So the Native Americans come over. Like, have some of this stew. And we tell them we got this special thing. But first we have to decide, does, it, does eating it have a chance to turn you Well, don't we just find, we find that out when they eat it. Right, this right. roll, that's they're right. here. That's right, that's right. They come. And, and, Please. And either it's, either it's because uh, William Edward Winslow is a jerk or he's feels like, you know, like old people, not older tribes, used to eat the hearts of their things to make them stronger. Like, you take their... Possession of them. So it just could be good, could be bad. Right, right. could be bad. We don't okay, know. but if they turn to stone, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, then it's a much higher percentage chance that oh, yeah, Native we, American right. Indians coming. Yeah. It's like 98%. Right. Yes, yeah, exactly. All right, do they turn to stone? Yes, but they get a saving throw. Yes, but the DD. Okay, sure. Well, that's right, saving throw. They get saving throws. Is this like a, is this, how many are there? How many Indians can There's there? 90. <laughs> do you want to roll 90 times? <laughs> so they're all sitting there. How about groups of 10? We'll do. How about the number basically dictates roughly how many? We'll do a percentage then. Okay, we'll do. Oh yeah, we'll do a percentage. We'll do the roll. Oh, we'll do a percentage. Well, what's what's their save? Uh, just roll. It's a fighter, first level. We'll make them second level, first or second level fighters. I don't know what's happening. Eleven. Eleven. So we have to look. Well, they're making a saving throw versus petrification. Okay. As a fighter, second level. We're going to say all the Indians are second level fighters. So I have to see if they save. I don't think they do. And then we'll roll how many of them got killed by that. Or actually, do they all get paralyzed? Mm, that's hard to say. Paralyzation. They all die. Petrification. 15 they needed. Probably. Meaning, let's just do all or nothing. Right. So they're all petrified. All 90. So they all take the first step. Right. And, and they all, all, just, <laughs> they all get petrified. Stones. Right. Now, what's the percentage chance that William Brad Edward Winslow's in big trouble? 90%. Okay. Yeah, this is not good. For everyone he'd murdered, he just murdered 90 of the Right. Wampanoag. 1% for each one. The, the Wampanoag. Oh, man. This is going to be rough. Right, Thirty-nine. There he is. So now we need a random roll. In his in his murderous rage, because he was so mad that his friends were killed, he blamed it on. He associated that strange bird with the Native Americans. They knew. They didn't warn him. That's what he's going to think. And so he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll show you." And I murdered. You. And then he told Stone Cold murdered them. Yeah. So now they're all stoned. So now, let me count the number of. We have one, two, three, four, five. Some are heroes. Six, That's seven, fine. Hero be fine. eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Give me a die fourteen. Fourteen. You can do a d20 and keep rolling if you wanted to. I could. You could do- I'm going to do a die 20 and keep rolling. <laughs> eleven. Okay. Fourteen, thirteen, twelve. Stone ribs. Sto- makes perfect sense. Stone. I- Stone, right. Stone ribs the hero. This Indian hero has a cloak that enables him to turn into a halibut at will. Halibut? That's interesting. 
That'd be kind of cool. I would like Book of halibut. I would like that. I mean, you got to be careful. There's not a bigger fish in the sea. A giant garp eats you, but being right. a halibut, you can move. Yeah, right? I like it. So, why doesn't he have a swimming rate? Aren't you supposed to have, is that two, how many, you supposed yeah, to have so a swimming rate? Yeah, a two slash there. Should have a two slash. This hero, so that's, that'd be a cool magic item. Mm-hmm. It's a cloak that turns you into hal- but you'd have to be like well, standing cl- in the water. It's like Cloak of the Manaway, except it's Cloak of the Halibut. <laughs> you better be, you better be. Cloak st- of the Halibut! You need to be standing in the water. If yes. you put the cloak on and you just like. It doesn't do anything. Like the Cloak of the Manaway does nothing unless you go into the water. As soon as you come in the water, it transforms. And oh, you think, so in other words, I put it on, then I go in the water and I come out. It's not like I put it on while I'm out and I'm flapping around no. and I die. No. That'd be terrible. That would be a cursed item, I think. <laughs> this hero is famed for his great strength and will wander from tribe to tribe and fight the best of each each tribe has. Didn't we have Stoneworms last time? Does Stoneworms no. sound familiar? It's sort of, but it may, I thought it was another hero. Maybe they all go from tribe to tribe. I th- thought it was... There was another hero. No, they're probably all wandering. Or Coyote or... All right. That's probably what they all do. Right. Okay. Sometimes he will lose. And when this happens, he will stay with the tribe. For one year and fighting their battles. Wow. That's very helpful. How does he lose? He has 150 hit points. You mean there's just like 50 of them attacking him? I don't know. Right. We'll find out. Well, he's just coming after Edward. Everyone else right. is he's the hero. children. Right. Right. It's the... Edward Winslow versus Stone Ribs, who right. has 150 hit points, three per two. By weapon type, it's going to take forever. Oh, he's just a hero. But he is plus three, plus seven. He has a 19 strength. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right. It's not going to take, it's not going to take that long. All right, let's do it. All right. All right so initiative. Well, surprise. Probably, I mean, he only me. Yeah, only you. Is, gonna is it like more than one to two? I mean. Yeah, one to three. Oh, two. Well, I, surprise for two rounds. Two segments. So I, uh, I get what level, what? You are, well, you're 150 hit points. What level fighter? I'm a 10th level ranger. Oh, yeah, there it is. Sorry, yes. Tenth level ranger. You're AC 10. You're lawful good. Ah, I'm lawful good. And I'm, I'm angry. You've angried. I'm lawful evil. I think probably. <laughs> Apparently, you're lawful evil. <laughs> Apparently, you're lawful evil now. All right, so I'm a tenth level ranger. I get three per two. So my first uh, attack will be... That's a hit. And then my next two, three per two, hit with the three and that. And with my sword, I'm going to say I'm using uh, a hand, like a hatchet. That should do enough damage. Oh my like god, that's horrible. Yeah. So it's an axe, basically. Yeah, like he's gonna, he's gonna yeah. sc- scalp yeah. you. Just put uh, my head open. Yeah, ten and twenty-one, thirty-one hit points. You're dead. You don't have. You... Oh, so I just split my head open all over Thanksgiving dinner. The so after he's gloating at at yeah. his diabolical plan to murder the the benevolent people of the Wampanoag, after they helped him, uh, helped his the Plymouth colonists figure out how to survive during last winter, celebrating with dung and cheese. And putrid. <laughs> putrid smell and smoky. Right. He appears behind me. I never even saw him in the smoke. He's he like behind him. me. He never saw and totally axe murdered him. He was just black. Right. I just never, I never knew what happened. He never saw what happened. Never saw it. Edward Winslow dead. I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> this is so first edition. So there you go. Um, yep, so we, we've, we have... Which is which was interesting because we were planning that the Native Americans would surprise the pilgrims because they got tired of their in, imperialist ways and they were going to attack. But they got duped once again by the pilgrims' shenanigans by leveraging the poison soup. Yes, the old poison soup, the old cockatrice soup, <laughs> cockatrice stew trick. 
<laughs> which yeah. always works. It always works. It always, always works. Always a good one. All right. Well, it's, with, you know, it's, it's always funny games so someone's head split open by multiple hatchet hits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I think we're ready for a D10 to say we what, are. what exciting day we've. Honestly, this should be a. It should be a one. One. We did amazing. <laughs> I don't know if you listeners can hear that one roll, but that that's the sound of a one. That's the sound of a one. And I spent so much time learning this, and you've read articles. Well, it's but you know, but yes, but it's a just it's a matter of opinion. Right. It's the dice's opinion. They it's the dice's opinion. It doesn't lie, so I'm going to kind of have to say it knows something that we don't, which can is we, we suck. Can we make the Christmas special less bloody? <laughs> A holiday special. Well, I think the last time you had scrimper claws or whatever it was called. <laughs> well, are you going to do this year the, uh, what was it? The, uh, we were going to do Rudolph, remember? Oh, yes, that's right. I don't know. We should do Rudolph. That would be amazing. Okay. All right. Well, with that, I think we've done enough damage to the world and the planet and, and, and celebrating Thanksgiving. So, for Grog Talk, I'm James. I'm Dan. And, and for Jonathan, since it appears he was the only one left. Well, there's a few people left, but he's okay. the only one commenting because right. obviously he knows Boot Hill, and he was he's. Yeah. I'm sure next time for next year, Jonathan, we we would that would be great if he came on and ran a Boot Hill AD and D mashup for us. Yeah, for Thanksgiving. For Thanksgiving, indeed, that, that would be great. So for for Grog Talk, I'm James, and yeah. I'm Dan, and we'll talk to you next time. See you next time on Grog Talk. Take care. This is big, a production. All rights reserved.